Hey guys, and welcome to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast, where you will be inspired, encouraged, and transformed with powerful teachings and real stories of mental health. This podcast is not a substitute for counseling. If you are in a crisis, call or text your local crisis center or visit suicidepreventionlifeline.org. Jesus is in our mental health, and freedom is where we start. I am your host, Heidi Mortensen, licensed marriage and family therapist. Get ready. Today's show is going to bring you hope. Hello, and welcome to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast. I am your host, Heidi Mortensen, licensed marriage and family therapist. And today I have what a lot of people would call the PTSD guy, um, but Dr. Mike Hutchins. Can you say hello? Hi. It's great to see you again, Heidi. I remember so well our our first encounter and uh, just how we clicked in regards to being a people that just have a heart for bring healing and restoration uh, and hope into people's lives. And so it's a great honor to be with you on your podcast. Yeah, this is a great honor for me. You were actually one of the people when I first started, it would be a dream to have you on. So God literally is answering a prayer, a dream. And so I just want to release that if anybody's thinking that, oh, I can't ever connect with that person or make this thing happen. It's like, no, we just have to pray and ask God. You know, we sometimes are too small and don't ask. Um, So could you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself for people who don't know who you are, um, a little bit about your background and what you do? I'd be glad to. Um, First of all, I'm a, a very strong believer in Jesus Christ. I'm a follower of Jesus. I've been following him since 1975. Uh, in 1977, I was called uh, by him into the pastoral ministry and pastored uh, First Baptist churches. I was a Baptist pastor. Then uh, with my friend, Dr. Randy Clark, uh, we um, both stepped in as Baptist pastors into the vineyard movement and mm. did church planting for a number of years. Um, I uh, ended up pastoring a number of different churches for uh, nearly 35 years. Uh, during my church planting years, I re- in order to just, when you're a church planter, you don't get your full-time income from your church. So uh, you do other jobs. <laughs> and among my other jobs was I was a child and adolescent therapist for a child psychologist and also did work uh, for an adolescent psychiatric unit uh, in Chicago uh, in terms of aftercare for them. Wow. Um, eventually, I was back full time as a pastor, uh, and in uh, 2011, I uh, went on a trip with my friend Randy. Again, we've been friends uh, since 1983. He asked me if I would come and direct education programs mm-hmm. for his ministry, Global Awakening. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I said yes. It was a huge mm-hmm. step for me, mm-hmm. uh, particularly at my stage of life. But I did that 10 years ago and uh, have been directing Global School of Supernatural Ministry, as well as some other education programs. And then in the midst of it, I learned uh, that God had a heart to bring healing uh, for trauma through healing prayer, uh, through just uh, different assignments that God would set up for me, uh, and eventually uh, developed a foundation called God Heals PTSD Foundation, that where we seek to bring resources and training uh, to people who desire to use the power of healing prayer to bring healing to people who carry uh, all sorts of different traumas. So over the last nine years, I've I've, uh, trained over 14,000 people um, in 36 Mm. states and eight different countries. Mm. Uh, We have over 20,000 verified testimonies 
of people who've been healed okay. of all symptoms so of trauma, amazing. of PTSD. Mm-hmm. Um, and my greatest joy in doing that is training up what I call an army of heart healers and chain breakers that will go forth within the church, outside of the church, within practices like yours and social work settings um, and bring the healing power of God into people who carry uh, unhealed trauma. Can you share how that's different from, I mean, how, cause I'm a marriage and family therapist and how is it different from, you know, just doing the work that I'm doing. Can you talk to the listeners about how, what you bring in and why that's so powerful and how different that is from just being an ongoing counseling? So as a counselor, many times I'm there to listen to a person's narrative, to their story, to help them process whatever pain that they're going through in a way that I can help them make sense of it. I can help them make proper decisions. I'm very much, you know, I'm a believer in in cognitive behavioral therapy to to help people, you know, kind of try to make sense of what's happened to them uh, and how to proceed from that point. So a lot of counseling is about helping people cope and and develop coping skills to be able to move forward and not be stuck where they are. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's the, the place of counseling is very important because when people, for instance, have been severely traumatized and they've never been able to tell anybody about it, They've got to process it with somebody. Hmm. They've got to get it out there. I always say, everybody's got some crazy up here. <laughs> it, it, and it'll it'll make you crazy if you keep it here. Yeah. You've got to find a safe place to be able to get the crazy out of here mm-hmm. and out here so that it no longer feels like it's a part of you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I understand that about the valuable role of counseling. Uh, in that process. What I do is not really counseling. What I do is I I use a healing prayer model where people who carry trauma, uh, I I say it's like a breakthrough prayer uh, where people have a wall of trauma around them. They they have all the symptoms of like post-traumatic stress disorder. Mm -hmm. They can't sleep. They have chronic nerve pain. They have anxiety, flashbacks, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And what this prayer model does is it breaks through the wall of trauma Mm -hmm. it it brings healing to their souls in such a way that the intrusive thoughts the feelings uh the sense of being tied to the identity that i'm identified by what happened to me Mm -hmm. is broken off of them Mm -hmm. and through bringing both the word of god as well as well as just the love of god to them we let them know that, no, they're not defined by their trauma. Right. Uh, trauma is not their main story. Uh, trauma is just something that happened to them. It's not what they are. Mm-hmm. And and so it's through healing prayer that we help people break through that wall and get to a place of stability so that then once they're at a place where they can sleep again, you know, where they're not full of anxiety and flashbacks and things mm-hmm. like that through prayer. And by the way, that's not my, it's not my power, Heidi, you know, this it's right. the power of God <laughs> right. through, through praying for them that then they can go on and uh, get with a group or get with a counselor process what it's like to live past trauma, mm-hmm. uh, past being identified by what happened to them. Uh, but we have a very, I mean, the, the name of my foundation is God Heals PTSD. Mm-hmm. That is a countercultural message mm-hmm. because most 
people who, who have been diagnosed with PTSD are told you're going to have to live with it for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. We're just going to get, help you cope with it, but it's just part of who you are. And we actually believe that you can move past what happened to you and live a life where though that thing that happened to you no longer defines you or colors your life any longer. Yeah, that's so good. So how does, because you, you came from Baptist, so you actually came from where you didn't believe that God does that. So you were a cessationalist and then mm-hmm. met Randy. That's the same way Randy was as well. Um, can you can you explain how God, because I, I know you'll pray for the listeners too, but can you explain how God kind of bridged you into stepping into that place of he heals like it's it's not like he does what his word says and how god actually moved you from that place of i don't believe this to i believe it and now i'm seeing it and i'm praying for it so i i um i grew up in illinois among cornfields and soybean fields Mm -hmm. everything was flat and I never in my life saw a mountain except on television. Mm-hmm. And when I saw it on television, I thought, oh, that's nice, but I don't know that I'll see that. And when you see something on television like that, it's almost like it's not real. Mm-hmm. And so when I heard of people who were being supernaturally healed, because I never saw it in my own life, mm-hmm. I never saw it demonstrated, it was like something that was out there, but it wasn't real. Mm-hmm. It was only when uh, my my doctrine of God doesn't do those things anymore. And certainly Mm -hmm. not the way Jesus did it was confronted with people right in front of me getting miraculously healed, including my best friend who had wore a a lift in his shoe for years after severe accident. And all of a sudden he shrieked out in pain because his leg grew out and he didn't need the lift anymore. So he could walk perfectly without the lift. I mean, that happened right in front of me. So wow. when you begin to see those things happen, you ha- you get to make a decision. You can either close your eyes and say, oh, it's not real. Mm-hmm. Or you can open up and say, no, wait, made, wait a minute. Maybe what the Bible says is true. See, ultimately, I was a Baptist. I believe in God's word. Sometimes, though, I don't believe that what God's word says is possible is still possible today. Got that it. was my issue. And when I began to realize and I began to study God's word with new eyes and began to say, wait a minute, there's nothing in the Bible that says that whatever Jesus and the disciples did, I can't do today. You know, there's nothing that says that it ended. Then it it was like, oh, my gosh, it was like so it was like going to the mountains and being able to touch the mountains, (laughs) seeing the mountains and saying, oh, my gosh, the mountains are real. Right. That was that was my bridge. And then I began to do it. I began to I began to believe that not only could I see it happen around me, but then I could actually be a conduit of that happening. And so, you know, I remember the very first person I prayed for with bone cancer. She was a woman who had uh, cancer that had metastasized through her breast cancer, and she had hot spots all over her body. And we prayed for her. And I I I, I began to pray the prayer, God, I believe it's your will to heal this woman, not God. God heal her if it be your will. Mm. I began to declare that, which was a shift for me. Mm-hmm. I had to believe that it was his will to heal this woman who was a strong believer. And when she went to Barnes Hospital in St. Louis and she had that new scan of her bones, and there was she went from having 20 hot spots throughout her whole body to zero hot spots. Wow. Then I knew it was even more real than what I'd seen before. And so you just begin 
to to believe this is supposed to be the natural a normal part of life. We're, this is what we're supposed to be doing. Jesus said, do everything I told you to do and greater works than these shall you do because I go to the Father. He didn't just say that to the disciples. He said it to you and I. Does that make sense? It, it does. And I, I really resonate with when you said I had a choice to make. Because um, even why I'm even doing this podcast, I mean, there's things I've seen and I'm like, I can't unsee what I've seen and I have a choice to make as well. And I can just keep being a regular therapist or I can step out and share what God can do and bridge some of this. And I know that there'll be, there's some people that they hear it like you're saying and they're like, they turn a blind eye or they're like, I didn't see it. Or, you know, your brain can think that didn't actually happen, but it's not really up to us to say if it happened or not. God still is God. Well, and, and, and you will have opposition when you step, mm -hmm. when you step into this, you'll have people, um, unfortunately, religious folks, mm -hmm. you'll have pe people that uh, have traditions that just don't include this and mm -hmm. they will oppose you. You know, who doesn't oppose me? Let me tell you who doesn't oppose me. People that don't know God yet, mm -hmm. but they want to know God. Mm -hmm. They want to know him. And they're so desperate that they're willing mm -hmm. to try anything. Mm -hmm. And it's such an amazing thing to pray with them and see God bring healing their way. And they say, oh, my gosh, if this is God, I want him. And then they step into that place where they welcome the work of Christ in their heart and they become new creations. They become sons and daughters of God. And it's such wow. a such a beautiful thing. So it's kind of more people who don't actually really know God in the first place. So the, the ones that have a harder time with this are the ones who are already in the church or really religious. But some of them, I'm just, well, yeah. Well, the, I mean, the issue is, what for me, we've developed a box of who God is and how he works. Mm -hmm. Because we've never seen him work in any way outside of that box. Mm -hmm. We may have heard of things, we may have even seen things on television, but we don't. We, we haven't seen it with our own eyes. We've not experienced it. So when something happens outside the box, it's very threatening to me because all of a sudden the question is, wait a minute, have I not known who God really is? Mm. And, 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 you know, it, it, you have to humble yourself and say, yeah, probably not. The reality is if I can, if I can truly understand and explain God, then my version of God must not be who God really is because he says that God to, you can't understand God. You can't, it, it, his love is unfathomable. So, um, you know, that's what happens with people. I don't judge and I'm not critical of religious people. I understand because I was them. Mm -hmm. I understand how you much have compassion. It, yeah. <laughs> how much it takes to change that yeah. and how much humility it takes to change that. Mm hmm yeah, that's a good point. Can you explain the soul? Because um, I know we're a, you know, we're a, a body, soul, and a spirit. Can you explain how then, and then I'll have you pray for our listeners, just kind of what happens to our soul. We're saved. You know, our spirit is, you know, connected with God. You know, what, what happens when we, you know, like the word says all these amazing things about us, but we're not feeling like that, you know, so how you kind of can come in and break off that trauma um, can you kind of explain oh, how that how that works? I'll be glad yeah. to. Th there's three passages: Psalm 34:18, Psalm 147:3, and Isaiah 61. That the word "brokenhearted" is used in Psalm 34:18. David says, "God is near to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit." 
In Psalm 147.3, he says, God heals the brokenhearted mm. and binds up their wounds. In Isaiah 61, in describing the ministry of Jesus, he says, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor, the afflicted, the victimized, and the traumatized. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. Brokenhearted in the Hebrew literally means to have a shattered soul. Mm. Uh, we know that sin, iniquity, and transgression shatters the soul, but we also understand that experiencing trauma in your life, experiencing bad things, or having the absence of things as a child, yeah. where you didn't get what you were supposed to get in terms of acceptance and love and care, mm -hmm. uh, you know, a sense of identity from your parents. You can have that kind of trauma, or you can have what I call violent trauma, the presence of bad things, mm -hmm. where you've had bad things happen to you, or you've witnessed bad things. I, I say that mm -hmm. your soul is like a mirror. And when you experience that kind of trauma, it shatters the mirror mm -hmm. to such an extent that when you try to go look for yourself in the mirror again, you don't see the reflection of what you're supposed to be. Wow. You see a, sh a shattered mirror where you begin to identify yourself and see yourself as somebody who carries trauma and that trauma is, is part of their life. So you asked me to describe the soul for me. And I realize our this is very controversial. The soul consists of four parts, it consists of the mind, how you think, it consists of the will, how you choose, it consists of your emotions, how you feel, and then it's all wrapped up in your identity, who you really are. Uh, trauma affects all four of those in a way that your mind is affected by the traumatic images and memories and the intrusive thoughts and the lies that come along with that. Your will is affected because when you have a lot of unhealed pain, you're going to make bad choices in life just so you can get out of that pain, which is why so many there, there are medical studies now that the high incidence of the link between early childhood trauma and the onset of addictions, uh, that, yes. that primarily most people get addicted to substances, not because they're party animals, mm -hmm. but because they're trying to bring healing. Yeah, they're numbing, pain. numbing, numbing they're trying the pain. To numb themselves, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Number three, your emotions. Mm -hmm. Obviously, uh, trauma affects your emotions in such a way. I always say, if you want to find an emotion, uh, anything at all, go read the Psalms. Because the Psalms are a roller coaster ride of the emotions. David was one yeah. of the most traumatized men in the whole Bible. And you That's can good. see that in the almost manic depressive type of roller coaster ride he does. Wow. In, in one, he's happy. The next one, he's depressed. Another one, he's full of joy. The mm. next one, he wants to kill his enemies. I mean, it's 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 a crazy ride. Yeah. So when you when your soul is shattered, uh, you don't know who you are. You you begin to believe the lie that I am defined by what has happened to me, by how other people define me and what I've done. Mm -hmm. And so, therefore, you develop a false identity that is based upon your history, mm -hmm. rather upon who God has called you to be. He, is, he has created you to be a son or a daughter, and he has an identity for you right. that is, it is found in the person of knowing Jesus Christ. But until that point, you walk with a false identity, and therefore you allow what happened to you to color everything that happens in your life. And I, that's I, and that's I, even Christians. Oh, especially Christians. Yeah, absolutely. 
Absolutely. They, 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 they know that they're saved. They know they're going to heaven, mm-hmm. but many times they haven't heard the good news that God really wants to restore and heal you to such an extent that you don't carry pain anymore. That's mm-hmm. the idea of healing the brokenhearted. Yeah. Why do we get offended by that though? Why do we get offended so, by yeah, that? Yeah, that's what I don't understand. Because like when I heard this, I was like, well, yeah, that's what God says. He heals us. Why would we get offended that God can heal? Because we have been taught, quite frankly, both within the church and outside the church, that God doesn't do those things. Hmm. Or that if God did those things, why haven't I been healed? And quite frankly, Heidi, Many people who carry a lot of unhealed trauma, they, their identity has become so linked with their traumatic experience that when you ask them a when you ask them who they are, they immediately tell you about all the bad things that have happened to them in life, and they tell it over and over and over and over again because they've come to believe the lie that the truest thing about them is all the trauma that they've experienced because they developed a victim mindset Mm -hmm. and they know that the only way to really get attention from people is to make you feel sorry for me because of all the bad things I've been through. So when I say to you, God can heal you and give you a new identity, it's an offensive thing to them because they've not known anything else. It's taking away that identity. So what you're doing is you're taking away what they think they're looking in the mirror about and you're not replacing it with something else. But that's what you do, though. You come back and you replace it with what God says. So we take the word of God. And at the end of every time that we pray for somebody, we have them walk through what I call a new creation declaration. We say, look, we're going to get our identity now for who the father calls us. He doesn't call us a sinner. He doesn't call us somebody unloved. He says, I'm a new creation in Christ. The old has passed away. All things have become new. I am loved. I'm a child of God. I'm accepted in the beloved. I'm adopted into God's family. I'm a co-laborer with Christ. We walk them through all these statements of, of who they are as a child of God that demonstrates the power of God's love to them. So we say to them, this is who you are. This is who you are, what God says to you. And if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, who better to give you an identity than the one who created you? Right. Um, do you, So I would love for you to actually lead us in that and pray and pray for us, pray for the listeners. Um, is there anything else that you'd want to say? I mean, I'm going to share about your book as well at the end, but something else that like you feel like it's on your heart that you want to share before you pray for the listeners? Well, you and I live in a moment where trauma is escalating in such a high rate that people are becoming so hopeless. And it's like, we we feel like there's no answer to it. And I'm saying to you that this is the greatest day in all of human history for the Church of Jesus Christ to rise up because there's no other organization on the face of the earth that has the tools necessary to bring healing. And it doesn't, I want to say this, it doesn't just happen within the four walls of the church. It happens in counselor's offices, like Heidi's offices. It happens on workplace floors. It happens in business offices. It happens in restaurants and Walmarts and every place. If we have people who just have their antenna up to allow the Holy Spirit to use them to bring healing and restoration to people with trauma, it doesn't take years to get healed of trauma. God can bring healing to you in a very short time and help. Mm. And and we can all be a conduit of making that happen. Come on. 
That's such good news. God, God is better than we think. That was the biggest thing that I learned. I'm like, oh my gosh, he's bigger. He's bigger than I thought. He's better than I think. And even what I know, it's bigger. You know, it's like, I know like this much. Yeah. 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 So I'd love it if you could lead us sure. into the prayer that you pray. And I want to encourage the listeners that they can actually take this and do this themselves as well. Absolutely. And if you want to see the prayer, you can go yeah. on uh, my website, GodHealsPTSD.com. I know you'll talk about the book, which mm -hmm. has it as well. But mm -hmm. Father, in Jesus' name, everybody look, keep your eyes open on me. Keep your eyes open, because I like to pray with people with eyes open. In the name of Jesus, Father, I thank you for everyone that is on this podcast. I ask you, Father, in Jesus' name, as you have forgiven us by the power of the blood of Jesus Christ, as you have cleansed us from all sin, iniquity, and transgression. Father, I thank you that your word declares that it is by the wounds of Jesus that we are healed. So Father, we just apply the sacrifice of Jesus' blood on, on the cross and in his passion for every wound of the soul that's represented on this podcast in Jesus' name. We break the power of shame, of guilt, and condemnation in the name of Jesus. We declare that there's nothing about you that carries any shame. You have nothing to be guilty of, and you're not hopeless. There is hope for you because of Jesus dying for you and rising from the dead so that you could have new life in Christ. I cancel and I sever every assignment of the spirit of trauma, the spirit of fear, the spirit of panic and anxiety, the spirit of suicide, and the spirit of death that is telling you that there's no hope for you to be healed of your pain. You might as well end your life. I break the power of those spirits in Jesus' name, and I sever every assignment against you. And I pray healing for your shattered soul. I pray for healing for your mind, your will, and your emotions in Jesus' name. And I pray for a restoration of your full identity of who you truly are as a beloved child of God in the name of Jesus. I also pray for every traumatic image and memory that you still carry, that it dry up and die in Jesus' name, that the neural pathway that leads to them is severed, and that your five senses will no longer be triggers for those traumatic images and memories. And I just pray right now in the name of Jesus, Holy Spirit, come and fill every, every life, every area of every life on this podcast that has been impacted by trauma. Fill their minds, fill their wills, fill their emotions, fill their identity, fill their bodies with the power of your love, your grace, and your mercy in Jesus' name. The Word of God says that the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. And I pray that they would each experience the power of your beloved kingdom as they are beloved sons and daughters. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Could you do the uh maybe a shorter just quicker declaration yes. into like identity then yeah so so let, let i'm gonna say it you repeat it after me okay. okay i am a new creation in christ i am a new creation in christ the old has passed away the old has passed away all things have become new all things have become new i am in jesus i am in jesus jesus is in me jesus is in me greater is he who is in me greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. Than he who is in the world. I'm loved. I am loved. I'm accepted. I am accepted. I'm forgiven. 
I'm forgiven. I'm cleansed by the blood of Jesus. I'm cleansed by the blood of Jesus. I'm adopted into God's family. I'm adopted into God's family. I am loved not for what I do. I am not not I'm loved not for what I do. But for who I am. But for who I am. I am seated with Christ. I am seated with Christ. In heavenly places. In heavenly places. Therefore, as all things are under Jesus' feet. Therefore, all things are under Jesus' feet. So all things are under my feet. So all things are under my feet. God has not given me a spirit of fear. God has not given me a spirit of fear. But of power, love, and a sound mind. But of power, love, and a sound mind. I have a sound mind. I have a sound mind. Because I have the mind of Christ. Because I have the mind of Christ. I think God's thoughts. I think God's thoughts. And I'm not going crazy. And I'm not going crazy. Because of Jesus. Because of Jesus. I am no longer defined. I am no longer defined. By my history. By my history. What I have done. What I have done. What's been done to me. What's been done to me. By my family. By my family. Or what I've witnessed. Or what I've witnessed. I'm defined. I am defined. By who my father calls me. By who my father calls me. He calls me his beloved child. He calls me his beloved child. In whom he is well pleased. In whom he is well pleased. This is who I am. This is who I am. Mm, that's so good. His presence is very strong right now. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. And I love that that he's just commissioned and missioned you to, to do this. Yeah. Thank you so much. It's my privilege. It's, it's an honor and a privilege. It really is. And I'm, I'm very thankful, thankful for you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thankful for this opportunity to be on this podcast with you. Yeah. And I just want to share so people can get a hold of you by going to God heals PTSD.com. Correct. Or global awakenings. Yes. Um, and then where, where would they click on Global Awakenings? If they, if they go to globalawakening.com, mm -hmm. they mm -hmm. can go to uh, the speakers or invite a speaker. Mm -hmm. And then when you open that up, it'll have uh, my profile on there as well. And yep. um, if people want to know more about my training, mm -hmm. they can find it at both those places. I also mm -hmm. have a team of people that I have trained that are available for Zoom calls oh awesome folks awesome. Uh, obviously i i can't pray for everybody mm -hmm. but uh, i have a team that i've raised up that does and they they do a fantastic job so that's yeah. available as well yes and then this is your latest book um is which is supernatural freedom from the captivity of trauma could you just kind of share a little bit about this you can get this on amazon well, or from right or yes, from global Awakening. amazon or on my website it's yep. basically the entire healing PTSD, healing trauma seminar. It deals mm -hmm. with not only the biblical definitions and the clinical definitions of trauma, but a biblical definition of what it means to be free. Mm -hmm. Because I have some personal testimony mm -hmm. as well as testimonies that I have uh, shared. Um, it has the entire prayer model in the back of the book where you can literally walk yourself or others through the prayer model. And we're getting literally hundreds of people who are emailing us and saying, God, heal me of my trauma by just reading your book and walking through the prayers. The new creation declaration is in there as well. So all of that's included in the book. And you are also very vulnerable in the book. So, I mean, I love that you talked about, I was a good Baptist boy and you, you shared your story and your testimony of how God actually worked through you. So um, I'm very grateful that you did that because I couldn't put it down because of that. <laughs> I'm really drawn to story. So, um, yeah, so they can make sure to get your book. 
Um, and yeah, I mean, it's just an honor. Thank you for saying yes and stepping out um, into a place that not everybody was saying yes to. Um, and yeah, it's been an honor having you on. Thank you, Heidi. God bless you. May God increase your influence in everything that you are in Jesus name. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and subscribe wherever you listen. Your review helps the show reach more people and spread mental health awareness with Jesus at the Center. You can also check me out on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or my website at HeidiMortensenLMFT.com. See you at our next episode.